No matter how many times you lock the doors in your heart and your home, the devil will wait for the one time that you forget and he is gonna gain access. We have to realize that the devil is evil incarnate. Doesn't play fair, longs to devastate and destroy you. Last week, I got up Thursday about to go to the barn and have a quiet time and all that kind of stuff. And when I opened the side door and walked in the garage, I realized I'd forgotten to close the garage, which meant all night long, the door was open to my house. You ever done that? Feel just, then you wonder, somebody in there, you gotta go check the whole house because you just simply don't know. Just got that uneasy feeling. That's what I did. And that's why most of us who can afford it buy a security system. Now we know that security systems don't prevent all burglaries. So why would we even bother? Because when someone breaks in your house, I got you, didn't I? All you guilty people jumped. You need to repent at the end. So we have this, this scary lights and sound so why do we have alarm systems when they don't stop all burglaries? It's because when we hear the terrible sound of a burglar alarm, we know something terrible is about to happen and we're able to prepare. We know that alarms are accredited with reducing fire death in homes by 50%. We know that thousands of people have been saved on the coast with tornado and hurricane warnings when they come. This weekend is all about getting a spiritual sounding, getting a spiritual alarm system. Because when the alarm sounds, it gives us an awareness that there's danger at hand. So I want you to consider this weekend a spiritual security install. So now I really want you to, I want you to lean in because it's so important we are warned from Genesis, the first family, all the way through to the book of Revelation. We're warned about the onslaught and the attack of the enemy and leaving the wrong doors open. Paul has just finished pinning one of my favorite letters that he wrote in the New Testament through the church of Ephesus. We call it the book of, the book of, of Ephesians. And this is what he says in the last couple of paragraphs, finally, after all that I've said to you, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, not your might, his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you may, will be able to stand against the schemes. The Greek word is methodia. We get our word methods so that we will understand the methods of the devil. Lock the doors for our struggle, our battle, and we miss this. It's not against people. It's not against flesh and blood, but rulers and against powers and against the world forces of darkness and against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, because we're in a war, and I've warned you, God has, take up the full armor of God so that you, so that you will be able to resist the evil day having done everything to stand firm, which means lock the doors. One of our theme verses for the series is Ephesians chapter four, verse 27. Do not give the devil an opportunity or don't give the devil a foothold. 
See, we think we can crack it a little and we're going to be okay not knowing that evil is going to rush in our hearts and homes and devastate us. It's, it's incredulous to me. After 40 years of ministry, how many saints ignore the alarms and the warning bells and open the door? And then once they open the door and the enemy comes in, they are shocked and horrified when the enemy comes in and the attacks on their lives, their physical, their financial, their marriage, their kids, they can't believe that an attack has happened and that attack is from the inside because you open the door. God warns us in the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite verses, Proverbs 4.23 says this, you got a lot of verses so you're gonna have to listen fast, says this, Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart, close the door without diligence. The word diligence literally means to put a sentinel of guards around your heart. You need to have Navy SEALs guarding your heart, ninjas guarding your heart, so the door is gonna be shut and locked. Why? Because from it, your heart flows all the springs or all the issues of your life. So let me tell you a couple of things I lift up for you virtually every day as I do for my family. My family, your family, our family. Number one, no holes in the hedge. God, don't let there be any holes in the hedge. What's a hole in the hedge? What did the devil say to God about Job? You built a hedge around him that I can't get in. That's what I want. Are y'all with me? I don't want the devil to have access. So God, no holes in the hedge. The psalmist said, Lord, why are there holes in the hedge so the enemy attacks us? No holes in the hedge. Second thing I pray for is the promise God made to the Israelites. God, be a wall of fire around us and the glory of God in our midst. I want the glory to fall in my marriage, with my children, with my grandkids, in your home, in your marriage, in your life, in your ministry, in your finances, in your walk with God. Let the glory of God God fall. That's what I pray. Now, I've been asked over the years so many times, why was the door open? Pastor, I didn't see the door until I got served divorce papers. I didn't see the door until I found myself in bankruptcy, until my kids went berserk. I didn't, what happened? See, we need spiritual awareness for spiritual victory. One of the things in the last couple weeks I've started praying, God, give me spiritual eyes like you gave Gehazi to see the army of the Lord surrounding the prophet. Give me spiritual eyes, spiritual sight, and insight to understand what I see. That's why wisdom is always paired with understanding. I want to be able to see and then have the, have the, the, the sight and the insight into what I see. Does that make sense? into what's going on. We've got to focus not just on the physical, but we have to focus on the spiritual as well. Does that make sense? So if you're listening, say am. When we don't activate our spiritual security systems, or we ignore the alarms and they go off, we've just said, devil, come on in. Come on in. You can have my marriage. You say, but God would never let the enemy have access. He does when you let him in. Matter of fact, God's not stopping him because you invited him in. Now, and here's the problem. Our old nature, what we were before we were saved, wants the doors open. 
because that old nature wants the sin that it used to enjoy. Let's don't act like sin's not fun. If sin wasn't fun, people wouldn't do it. Are you with me? That's how it gets us. So the old nature wants a door open, the devil wants a door open, the world wants a door open, so there's a war going on. So let me ask you a question. Are there any spiritual intruders in your life that you might not be aware of? So what we want to do this weekend is spend a few minutes recalibrating our spiritual awareness together. And every seat at every campus, there's a white card. It's there, so during this message, when God speaks to your heart, when God brings conviction, you can write it down. And then we're going to provide a time in a few minutes that you can get up and make your way to one of the crosses at all of our campuses. And you can tear up what you wrote and you can, you can ask God to lock the door on the enemy and you can walk out in the fullness if you want to. It's up to you. So Father God, we come to you right now in the strong name of Jesus. God, we so need, we so need spiritual eyes. God, we so need spiritual eyes to see the demonic doors that are maybe even just a little cracked. God, we need some revelation. And Father, we, have to, we just have to respond to the conviction that you're bringing on us or our hearts will be seared. God, give us the faith to respond this weekend. Open our eyes. And Father, we'd be remiss if we didn't pray for the poor people in the Ukraine. Uh, people who are dying in the streets, people who are terrified, mothers terrified with their children trying to get to a border, trying to escape into Poland or somewhere else. Oh God, Father, would you move in great mercy? And then Father, would you take what the devil meant for evil and would you turn it to good that there would be an enormous door open for the gospel in the Ukraine and Poland? God, even in America, open the door for the gospel through this devastating issue of war that's raging. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. welcome, Faith Promise, all of our guests, all of our campuses. We're super stoked you're with us, man, fired up because God is moving. Guests, we're thrilled. If you're online, man, so glad you tuned in. We're glad you're with us. God has a word. And so whether you're listening live or whether you're listening later, man, God is working in an incredible way and God wants to work in you. And you may have heard it so far in this, in this, uh, this weekend, 750 students and volunteers met for one conference from all of our campuses. Come on. It was incredible. Focus on spiritual gifting. We invited community leaders, Mayor Jacob or Mayor Kane, whichever one you like. I like Mayor Kane a little better personally. Uh, came and why? What do we do? We were helping students discover their purpose and learn how to win their world. Now, and I'm telling you what I was praying the whole time. Because I don't want to see the students swim as many laps in the stupid pool as I swam. I want to see that next generation be holy men and women of God from... I mean, from grade school, from middle school, from high school. I pray it every day. I pray for your marriage. I pray for your family, our kids' ministry, our student ministry. Every day, revival break out. Every day, man, I'm just pounding on it because I don't want them to have the memories I have. So it, it was incredible. I'm so grateful to our staff and volunteers. 
And real, listen, I hope that you're taking an opportunity to invite your family and friends. Now, Easter will be here before we know it, and there'll be 15,000 people here that week, and it's great, but it's typically the best to invite. I think right now, it's an incredible opportunity to invite people. Because I've talked to some, some counselors, and their counseling load filled up this week with teenagers. Why? Because teenagers don't remember 9-11. Teenagers don't remember Gulf War. They weren't born. But they're opening up, and they're opening up their favorite app, TikTok. And they're watching students in, in the Ukraine show videos of tanks, bombings, and killings. And students are terrified because this is the real deal. This is not some video game. This is life and death. And, and they're terrified. Families are, you know, we're worried it's World War III. China's going to jump in there with Russia, and it's going to be a World War III. What an incredible time to share Jesus. I told people when COVID came out, people were afraid. I said, hey, you know what? I understand you're afraid. I so wish you had my faith. That's what you mean. I'll say, I'm not afraid. See, people that are faith people shouldn't be afraid. And if you were fearful during COVID, are you now growing your faith? Are you okay? You don't sound it. Come on. I got one, one guy, one godly man down here shouting it out. <laughs> And a thousand people here and another thousand people looking on the screen saying, well, you shouldn't say that. Sucks to be y'all. I am not going to backstroke on the truth. Are y'all with me? So it's the deal. God wants to use you and now's an incredible time. So all month we've been looking at deadly doors, demonic doors that are there to destroy and devastate you, your family, your kids. They're there to destroy your business and your ministry and your small group. Now, we've already, some of us have locked the doors to anger and unforgiveness. Some of us locked the door to sexual immorality and greed. Some of us chose not to respond to those messages, and those doors are still open. And that's your choice. You get to pick your sin. You don't get to pick your consequences. And be, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, therefore that shall he reap. So what we want to do is we want to raise the spiritual awareness this weekend. And we want to, we want to, we want to have the awareness of the doors, the deadly doors, two doors this weekend, pride and violence. Now, I got to tell you, it's providential that we planned this series out months ago and four days after Russia invades the Ukraine, we're talking about violence and pride because you're watching both of those demonic spirits at work. Watching both of them. Pride, why did, why did President Putin invade? I don't know. I don't know. And if you think you know, because you watch the news, you don't. Are you with me? You don't. Quit being a pawn to the two propaganda outlets, CNN for the Democrats and Fox for the Republicans. Are y'all with me? Man, we, that's why we need spiritual sight and insight to what's going on. And so let me, let me tell you why I believe, and this is going to rattle some of you. Are you ready? 
You okay? You all right? My name's Chris. I'm just your pastor. I love you. This is what I've come to realize. Why we're not concerned about those doors. Because if you've been saved for very long, you've been taught something that's not true. I taught it early in ministry. And that is that a Christian cannot be possessed. It's simply not biblical. And it's not true. Let me tell you how we got there. We got there because of our translation. Everywhere the word possessed is used, you'll see the Greek word up on the screen. It's basically the word demonized. It's not the word possess. It's the word demonized. That's exactly the word that Jesus spoke. Now, when we think of someone being possessed, we think of Linda Blair and the exorcist. Neck, head spinning around, puking up green vomit on a Catholic priest. That's what we think. It is not true. The word demonized means to be under the influence or control of a demonic power. Every believer who opens the doors to the enemy is immediately under the influence of that demonic. Now, there are levels of possession. Again, I don't like that word. There are levels of oppression. There are levels of influence that the enemy can, can articulate into your family. And so we have to realize that. And even a cursory reading of the New Testament, you'll see that demons are on every page, right? Well, what happened when the New Testament was written? Did they all, did they all retreat? Did they all just, you know, uh, head to South Florida in some type of senior adult place down there? No, they're alive and active and working. And the only thing better that a demon likes than being ignored is being invited in. Say, Pastor, I, I could never do that. We all do it. I do it. We all do it. And then when we open the door, it wreaks havoc in our lives. And we can't believe what's happening. The Bible tells us we have power over them. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And yet we don't even know what's going on. So there's no way to, to deal with it. That's why spiritual awareness is critical for spiritual security. The more I prayed for people, the more I've dealt with people, the more demonic I've seen. And I, listen, I love you with all my heart, Michelle and I both. But if you ignore this, you will ignore this to your own peril. James 4, 7 says this, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll what? He'll what? Now, one of the things I do when I'm in my devotion reading is I circle all the verbs. Why do I circle verbs? Because verbs are action. There are three verbs in that sentence. Submit, that's what we do. Resist, lock the doors, that's what we do. And then the devil must what? But if you're not resisting, if you've opened the door, he's not fleeing either. And he said, but I'm a believer. They got to have permission. You gave it to them when you opened the door. And they, they walk right through the doors, every door that we, leave, that we leave open. Jesus tells Peter that the devil's per demanded permission to sit you like wheat, but the enemy doesn't need permission when we open the door. And willful disobedience to God and these doors, and I could, listen, we could do the whole year on this series. I'd go a whole year. Every, this is three sermons I'm preaching today. I, I, I need two hours to download all the stuff that God, is, that God is walking with me. 
And literally last night on the way home, I said, God, there's too much stuff. He said, you teach what you got. If they're open, I'll bring them the rest of the way. Because God's better than I am. I may struggle with pride like everybody else, but I'm not that prideful. So when you open the doors, these deadly doors, this weekend of pride and violence, which are two of the devil's favorites, by the way. Look what Jesus says in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter nine. Luke chapter nine, I've lost. The Bible never opens up to the page I want. It gets stuck to the one next to it. I hate the devil. <laughs> so Jesus is being confronted and they're, 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 they're talking, man, they're just hammering Jesus. And when the disciples, James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them like a weenie on a grill? Cook them, Lord, cook them, nuke them. And Jesus said, look what he said. You, have, you do not know what kind of what? Spirit you're of. They're walking down the road with Jesus and a spirit of violence lives in them. Are you with me? Lives in them. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men, but to deliver men. We've got a spirit of violence on us. And man, I'm telling you, the religious elite love it. John chapter eight, verse 40. Jesus realizes that, that the Pharisees are plotting to kill him. And he said, but as it is, you're seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham didn't do that. He said, you're doing the deeds of your father. He goes on and said, your father's the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. A spirit of violence is on him. Why do you think there's so many religious wars? Because religious people have a spirit of violence. Why do you think every terrorist act around the world is, is predicated on serving a God? The Crusades, virtually so many wars, why? Because the religious spirit brings with it violence. And, but, but, and would y'all all agree with that, right? Let's think about something for a second. How much of what we watch and entertain ourselves with is pure violence. Well, I, there's no sex scene, it's not rated R. It's just a bunch of people killing a bunch of people and I like that. I'm as guilty, I'm telling you, as anybody listening to my voice. And I've chosen to make some different entertainment choices. I have. Come on, y'all with me, come on. Come on. Well, there's no, there's no nudity in John Wick. No, they're just killing 8,000 people one at a time. Are, are y'all with me? I love you. You can be mad at me. You can get glad the same pants you got mad in. It's all right. I'm just here to help you. Now, those that have been physically sexually abused, depending on how we respond to being victims of that, depends on whether we open the door for the devil. Remember the first weekend, anger and unforgiveness? You say, Pastor, how can I forgive someone who did that to me? Well, let me tell you, you did more to Jesus than they did to you. You crucified him, your sins. Secondly, I'm not letting someone hurt me in the past continue to hurt me in the future. But what did Jesus say? When they were executing him and torturing him, skinning him alive, Father, forgive them. 
They don't know what they're doing. We live in a culture in America saturated wide open to violence. Talk to children in homes where violence is being perpetrated and the fear that's being created in their heart that later can be a door for the enemy. Pride, it was Lucifer's downfall. He thought he was as good as God. Pride is the root of all sin. Isn't it crazy? Think about this. We take the blessings of God, the blessings of God, and then we cop an attitude that we're better than everybody else because God's blessed us. Is that dumb as a stick? And, and, and what happens when you start taking credit and getting pride, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When pride walks on this platform, God walks off, and he'll show you what you can do without him. It's a deadly door. Proverbs 16, 18 says this, pride goes before a fall or destruction and a Holy Spirit before stumbling. Pride will take you down. Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, verse 20 through 23, he begins to list doors and pride is one he lists. And so many of us, man, we Americans, we are full of pride, aren't we? And how does pride thrive in a selfie society? where we take pictures of ourselves, then filter them, and then tell everybody how great we are. You okay? If I haven't offended you, give me one more minute. <laughs> Matthew 18, 4. The disciples arguing who's the greatest. Jesus said, unless you become like this little child, whoever becomes like this little child be greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Humility isn't heavy. He's not heavy. You continue reading Matthew 18 and Jesus will go on to say, if, you are, if you're full of that spirit, it's better that you have a millstone hung around your neck and you be dropped in the, into the bottom of the sea than cause a little one to stumble. Many of us are proud of our businesses and our possessions and our success and our accolades, what we provided. Do we maybe need to think about some things differently? Put it on the card. What about spiritual provision and protection? Come on, being wrong real, this is an incredible struggle for me. I'm, I'm gonna be, I, you know I don't have any problem sharing my feet of clay. But most times I get around other pastors, I'm the most blessed guy in the room. Biggest church, incredible opportunities. And it's so easy for me to back up and act like I'm better than everybody else. So hey, it's me too, it's me too. But all that does is open the door to the devil to devastate what God's done at Faith Promise Church. In my family to devastate that. So I, I continue to repent and close that door of pride. I'm repenting all the time, guys. If you knew all the stuff I repented of, but I'm a rapid repenter. When I realize I've stepped in stupid, before I get in the deep end, I just repent. Y'all with me? That's why I'm begging you to get in the Word of God every day because it's vital for your spiritual survival. It's a mirror to show you what doors are open. It's a mirror to reveal, to reveal the enemy. It's a mirror to reveal your heart. Are you spending time with Jesus every day? Well, I, I sometimes I forget. Do you forget to lock the doors before you go to bed at night? No. You forget to lock the doors before you go to work at school? No. Some of you, if you got halfway to work in Rallis and left the garage door, you turn around and go back and lock it. We protect our stuff more than we protect our family from demonic spirits. Come on, it's just truth. I love a golf clap. I love you. But pride. 
Our word is transformation this year. Where do you need it? Marriage, ministry, walk with God. Transformed. Listen, the hands that hold you, hold you. That's what we're about. What transformational habits do you need to write down to start? Getting in the Bible reading plan, doing the devotional book because you got it, but you hadn't started it. Personal growth plan. How about next Saturday morning at nine o'clock when we gathered all of our campuses for prayer to hammer those doors closed? What do you need to close? What do you need to open? Write it on the card. What do you need to leave behind this weekend? Let's upgrade our spiritual awareness. Are you with me? Let's upgrade it. Because here's what happens. We open a door, we don't realize it, right? The enemy accesses our lives. And when he comes in, he builds a stronghold. Now, you no longer have the keys to your joy, the devil does. And he now builds a stronghold. And, you're, and it just devastates us. But in the name of Jesus, we have the power through the Son of the Most High God to take the keys back, to walk in victory, to lock the door to the enemy. Come on. My, my favorite warfare prayer passage, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, they're not flesh, but they're divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, strongholds in our hearts. We're destroying speculation and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Come on. Let's be real. Four or five weeks ago, Pastor Zach preached on anger and unforgiveness. And many of you said, not happening. You don't know what they did to me. I'm gonna hold on to it. And it's killing you. Next week, we talked about sexual immorality. God spoke to your heart and you said, I'm gonna keep doing it. You've grieved the Holy Spirit and your heart is being seared. There are, listen, you could choose your sin, you can't choose your consequences. We talked about greed. We, we've talked about pride. We've talked about a spirit of violence. Don't let pride keep you from responding. See, pride, well, I'm not proud. If you're insecure, you're proud. Because if you're insecure, you're only thinking about you. That's pride. Man, humble is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. It's thinking about others, considering them more important. Come on, guys. Let's just rip out the root of pride in our lives and be open. Holy God, we come right now in the name of Jesus and we're looking for Holy Ghost heaven sent revival. God, we're looking to take the keys back from the enemy. We're looking to pull down strongholds. We're looking to walk in power, but God, you've got to give people the ability to respond, to pull it down, to get honest and real with you and quit hiding. God, we will never have revival until faith promises willing to stand up and say, it's me, it's me, oh God, standing in the need of prayer. So God, would you move in this holy moment at every campus, God, up Bristol, all the way out to Farragut campus, God, would you move in power?